Hey everyone, how is everybody? Yes, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Where are we? Hiya, yes. Another week, thank you very much. Oh, everyone's jumping in the chat there. So welcome, hello. First comment on the day is Steve's, so yes. Little bit of housework, as you know, don't forget our Discord. There we go, that would be fantastic. Pop over there, that would be lovely. We've got uh, We've got quite a few people in that discord there now and it's really kind of it's it's its own little thing which i kind of love it just it runs itself and you know what i mean do post please subscribe get us up to 208 <laughs> subscribers yeah, that would be, yeah that would be lovely there and the podcast even today i have been going around all the, the podcast directories and i haven't done it to the google one yet but i've done it to quite a few so please do subscribe, and then you can listen to this show as well, which is fantastic. Let me run my intro. We go right so good show i forgot to mention no don't forget to put a letter q in the uh, if you want to comment we are open to kind of ask answering some questions i'll put in the search put a letter q before your question then i can see it and then we'll kind of we know what's going on and there's our esteemed back of the usual the usual gang there there we go steven oh, yeah. are you are you well sir I am very well, thank good, you. Good, good. Now, very, I actually, well. if you notice there, I put up the, the weather things. It keeps, I don't know if it's like sometimes, say, ECAM or that company change something and I lose all the weather reports there. But 11 degrees there, yours. Wow. Is that still good enough to grow things? Oh, God, yeah. I'm growing loads of stuff, loads oh, of stuff. I'm planting out and making plans for more sowings and more growings and. Yeah, you know right. me, I don't stop. Right, well, well, we'll we'll check back and have a little chat about that. Audrey, how are you yes. doing? How are you doing? 15 degrees there. It's getting a bit chilly for you. I see you. I'm freezing today, yes. Uh-huh. And, and what I like, though, not for kind of use, but you did say that it just changes straight. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's only a few days of mild weather, then you kind of get. Oh. And I guess this technically for us is mild weather. But it's. I just have a chill today, and I can't seem to. Hot know. bath, hot bath, Audrey. Yeah. That's what. That's kind yes, of. I think that might be the this evening because my bones are cold. Oh, hey, Vicar. <laughs> right, GB. How are you doing, sir? Very well, thank you. Yes. Now thank I see you. you've got Gosport there, fifteen degrees as well. So you're uh, all right. Yeah. It's always yeah, pretty. It's- it's, Sun, it's always sunny in Gosport there. Yeah. <laughs> how's how's things? Because well, you haven't been on for a while, so I haven't, I haven't seen you for a while. So yeah, no, it's all good. It's um, it, it's that time of year where um, just feels like there's not really any pressure anymore. You know, I'm just kind of um, spent a lot of time at the allotment, just chilling out a bit, and well, actually being able to just pot around, do little bits here and there. You see, JB, um, you see, JB, I've been watching your video, your last video, and your garden meadow. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know when you were trying, you were, you were making like a, a lovely garden meadow, you've got part two up there now, and things didn't go according to plan, so I was just kind of wondering what went wrong. 
you, you, yeah. you even Jimmy, you even can't grow weeds. Now listen, <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're even well, struggling with weeds. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, so that that plant that I've been trying to establish, yellow rattle. Um, if you think of it as a weed, it's very difficult to grow <laughs> as a weed. And um, I, I, it's just like an incredible kind of ecosystem engineer, yellow rattle. Um, completely kind of changes the composition of a grassland. So the idea was to get that established in that little mini meadow. And uh, I bought some really expensive plug plants. They were... Like, oh, really I love it um, when it costs a little bit and a fail. It's like, yeah, I want my money back. Yeah, they all died. <laughs> they all died pretty quick. Um, they they didn't they didn't die off instantly, but they were meant to kind of go in the ground and then you know get bigger. <laughs> when did you plant them, though, JB? Pardon? When did you when did you plant them? So I planted them at the end of May. Um, I think oh, they well, arrived. You had a drought. You've had a yeah. drought this year. They're not going to get yeah. established in, in that sort of weather. Exactly. And I mean, they kind of, they do a lot of their growing throughout May and then yeah. flowering through June. And then July is when they're meant to set seed. So at the end of May, it was it was quite late to be putting them in as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just didn't really get going. So, G- you know. GB, could, could you have like just put, because they did seem little femur little things when you had them in Tiny. your pots. Could you have just put them in pots and kept them in pots this season, so they got like a nice big plant, or, or planned out next year. Well, they're they're annuals anyway, so I don't think you could overwinter right. one of them. Um, but the the tricky thing is they they have a, a very complicated relationship with grasses, so they they have to be germinated and live alongside grass because that's where they get a lot of their nutrients. They're, they're a parasite; <laughs> they go into the grass roots. Um, so that can be quite difficult to manage in a pot. Um, when you get the little plug plants, you can see there's a little grass seedling in there with them. Right, right. Um, and so you have to uh, get them into kind of an established grassland where they can set out and do their thing. And that's obviously they just never got to set out and do their <laughs> do, thing, really. Do you think, though, you'll you'll be surprised next year? Because I did see where you said there has been some seeds. So you... Well, yeah, you never know. So I've, that episode is about me sowing a load more seed. Uh-huh. Um, Cheaper seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it's Good very bargain, difficult to germinate. Um, it's quite difficult for that to get established. It needs cold stratification over winter, um, and it's it's just a bit of a crapshoot. It needs really fresh seeds as well. So those were cheap seeds that had been on the shelf all year, um, and I'm not sure if if they're too old or not. You know, you really want seed that's super super fresh. Um, Apparently. So we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Like you say, the the ones that were in the ground, some of them did um did kind of flower and you get a little rattle in the seed pods, which is where the name yellow rattle comes from. And they were doing that. So there were a few that are kind of scattered around with little bear patches. So earlier on. I noticed like that you you give like a little picture, I've got it actually on the screen. I don't know if, if um folks can see on the left on the right hand side. Is there many yes. seeds in one of them brown little cases that <laughs> or is it just like what you get one bloody seed for? It's sort of between five and ten in one of those. Yeah. So it's not the odds, awful, the odds are stacked great. against you then, GB. Yes, you're going to have exactly, a leg like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love the idea, mind you. I love the kind of the idea of having a meadow, especially, you know what I mean, 
because I just I would just like to see it happen for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like to yes. see it. You know what I mean? Something work for you there, JB. Maybe JB can help you, Tony. Do that on the plot uh, ahead of you. I know. That's not I, know. I, mean, I know. That might as well look like a meadow. It's uh, it seems right. to be growing. J- JB, don't I know this kind of? How much are these? them yellow rattle you know like for that container what you bought how much would that note would that cost the plug plants were yeah. about a quid a pop um Never. So right. i bought i i bought 20 i think it was 20 plugs and it was something like 25 quid when you've got shipping and stuff on top of it there's a, a good that's a lot of money for me there's a <laughs> there's a, a good courageous there's a good been. courageous gun thrown out of the yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're now we're, we're going to try the cheaper seeds so let's see um <laughs> fingers yeah, crossed yes yeah, so. <laughs> i've got graham bolton there come on if you can um some questions we've only got one question at this moment graham's asking how do i get rid of wire worm please aha steven oh steven there you go <laughs> There's two ways. Wireworm are a little grub. They're not actually really a wireworm. They're like a little beetle, and they live in grassland. So you've got two choices. Get rid of the grass, and you'll get rid of the wireworm. Or the second way is if you've got bare soil there, plant mustard, a caliente mustard, and that will shift them away. Nice and simple. There you go. Well, I haven't um, – what are wireworms – what – Steve, what is like like the what do you get problems with a wireworm? They'll bur- burrow into um, things like your potatoes, and that makes a hole in your potatoes, and then a slug will come along. People always say about slug damage on potatoes, but it's not actually the slug that causes the first damage. It's normally something else that will make a hole, and then a slug can get in, and then it'll start eating it away. So there's your problems. Man, this is why I've just got this set up now. Do you, know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, will I need that? Will I get see that? So I what also was that again? I didn't quite see that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I never realised that. I always just thought like a slug buried in because you would sometimes see something like a slug in your potato. So I just I never yeah. realised it was like something like a wireworm would make the hole for the bloody slug to yeah. get in. Hey, yeah. learn. You learn things every day, Stephen. Always a pleasure. Every day is a school day. Right, right. <laughs> right. Now, Di's asking me there. Let me just put that over. Tony, has your strawberries arrived yet? And I'm still waiting for mine a month on. Di, no, I haven't. I mean, I'm kind of wanting, Di, to get them in in October, sometime in October. If I can plant them in any time in October, I'll be happy. But as yet, they haven't arrived. So I wasn't worried, Di, until you mentioned that. Now, now, now I'm thinking, all oh, right, Di, it's been a while, Vince, since I ordered kind of things. I've as just well. spotted that down there. Claire's asking about um, which type so of nice. mustard. Uh, on on what, normal. Steve? It just says, Hi, Steve. does Steve mean a specific mustard? Yeah, that's the one. Or just hot mustard. It's basically any of your green manures. Oh, right, right. So any green manure, manure. Yeah, will chase any, a... any of the mustard varieties of green manure. Right, right. That, that's enough. There we go. So you can get it and sow a whole whole mm. load if you want to. Are we talking about green manures? Is is anybody doing it this year or not? I know we've been kind of talking 
GB, I don't know yeah. if you mentioned well, last year we mentioned about green renewers and that. And to me, mm-hmm. it's still I'm still in that kind of little bit frightened. It might get on top of us if I can't cover it. So I'm just I'm probably not going to. Do you know what I mean? GB, would you do a green renewer this year? I've literally sown some today. Oh, <laughs> it's very there. topical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, so this year I'm going for field beans um, on Steve's recommendation. Um, yeah, which seem like they're a bit more kind of tolerant to a later planting. So I've put some in today, but um, there's going to be some going in a bit a bit later in the season once my because my plot is still full of squash plants, um, and there's still a few courgettes that are still giving me um, courgettes. So um, once they come out, I'm going to put some field beans in there as well. And they seem like a, a bit hardy, you know, they like can probably take a bit more of a beating than the green manures yeah. that I went for last year, which were a bit more tender, like the vetches and um, clover. GB, what is what is the field beans? What do they look like when they're, they're like a, a mature plant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like a... Like a... <laughs> I tried to get ash experts on this show, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it when you ask me a question. Like, no, I didn't. I've no, only planted the seeds. So, <laughs> I'll tell you when they grow. Green, What's the a bloody point? I know, I, know, I, I should have gotten it. Stephen, or Audrey, Audrey, do you, know, do you know what field beans look like? I do. Go. Uh, yeah, see a professional here. Well, God, thank God for that bloody <laughs> chair. Apparently, they're edible if you just uh, uh, pinch out the tip, and then they'll keep growing throughout the winter in your climate. But so, when you see are... when you see a field beans, Audrey, are we talking about like say a dwarf bean looking plant, but it can survive no, the winter? More, it reminds me more of like when a broad bean plant comes up. How their foliage right, looks. Right, right. Uh, but you keep uh, pinching them out, and apparently they're very delicious. And what about, you know, when we had that, the, you mentioned the tip about cutting the, the, the beans and leaving the root in? Yes. Can you, can you do that with field beans? Absolutely. That's part of why they're a good green manure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what about the, the leaf part of the green? Do you turn that into your soil as well or leave that on the top or do you take that away to the compost? Or? I, don't, I, don't, I don't grow them here because I can't because they won't grow through the winter like we will for you. <sighs> right. Yes. So, uh, I'm growing my beans right now. Uh-huh. So I'll cut them off at the root and let the roots just stay in there over the winter. So I've just thought that, Audrey, that means you will not be able to grow any green manures. I have, I have some crimson clover uh, growing in my major tomato bed because it just needs some uh, help this year. Right. So I'll And I won't even worry about that. I'll just let them die in place mm-hmm. and plant right over them. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Stephen, any thoughts? You're a bit of a, hopefully, an expert on green field beans and everything. Yeah, I actually ordered some some of those a month ago. And I ordered some um, Hungarian ryegrass. Um, the ryegrass came with the field beans apparently are coming at the end of this month. But, yeah, I'll be planting them as well. See, yeah, some right, of them are edible. Go on. I was just going to say, Steve, ryegrass just seems to me that it would spread and it'd be a bugger to get out. That's no. just, the, I know, just the name 
you know what I mean? It's just like Wiccan grass, wide grass. You know what I mean? It's just the the good thing about it is it rye grass just keeps growing and growing and growing and getting taller and taller. So you can run a strimmer over it or a lawnmower, just cut it back, and mm. that can all go in your compost heap, and then it'll continue to grow. So you're just getting so much value from it, and it makes tons and tons of really really f- uh, thin and sort of fibrous roots, a great big mass underneath, and that's a biomass to go in your compost or in your soil. It's brilliant stuff. It really is. So fantastic. When we get to like see the the kind of time for like veg going in, what would you do with this rye grass? Would you just slide it down, leave the roots in the soil, or dig them roots out as well and just compost everything? I would dig the bed over, I would dig everything in. So I'd, I'd go right through it with a garden fork, turn it over, break it up, uh, mix it in. And I'd do that about three or four weeks before I was going to plant. So it started to rot down already. Right. So you would cut it first, take that away, put that compost that, then yeah. this roots thing, turn it over. And yeah. then, right, right, I'm with, with you there now. And I hopefully, because it's a kind of a topic that I've. I just don't want to go near, but I know it's a kind of popular. But I think there'd be a few folks like me who are thinking, God, man, I'm just fighting weeds left, right. And, well, maybe JB doesn't worry about it because it probably chances are they're not going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think. I mean, well, I, think... I think. Sorry, go on. No, you go on. I was going to say, I think one of the benefits of a green manure is that it actually reduces your weeds germination, yeah. you know, because there's less light on the bed um, and they yeah. kind of occupy the main space and you know, you know what they are. So <laughs> fingers crossed, if they grow, they should suppress the weed growth, hopefully. What were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say, when you're in the, um, when you're in the garden centre next spring, buying all your plants as usual, um, have, a look on, <laughs> have a look on the seed racks and you'll see little packets of green manure. Just buy one and try one bed full mm-hmm. and just see how you get on with it. That's, that'll be the best way, just well, one bed. It's just um, a lot of newbie who we're hopefully we're going to try and get on next week is actually saying, right, raise beds over winter. What's the best thing if, to do if nothing's in them? Seeing people do doing all different methods, it's over, overwhelming. Well, I guess what we've just mentioned there, um, could me personally... I would just put some soil on and then like compost and just kind of leave it if I was going to leave a bed over winter. But it all depends a lot when you how many beds you got. But I mean, for me, it's like I'm still running out of beds. You know, I know me, me garlic will be coming soon. Fingers crossed, me strawberries will be coming soon. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like winter onions and all that kind of thing. Stephen, any advice for if you're just going to leave a bed naked? Naked. Naked. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, try never to leave a bed naked unless you can help it. Uh, that's that's the best advice there. If you're going to cover it, don't use plastic. Use a, a proper weed membrane ground cover so that the water can get in. You really mm-hmm. don't want rain on bare soil because rain will compact that, that soil down. If that's happening, if you've got no other choice but to leave bare soil, then once a week, either run a fork through it or run a rake over it just to break up that top surface so that the water can get in and run through your bed, so drain away. But ideally, you want some sort of a cover on it, either plants or a weed membrane, to stop the nutrients washing out of the soil, really. If, so if you can plant some green manure or, or cover the beds or grow some plants that you can eat, all the better. 
Audrey, I know you've got yours is all kind of raised bed. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. are you in that? When obviously you're in the position where you you kind of grew anything, so your beds must be followed. Well, like the tomato, the tomato bed, I, I I'm trying it this year with the uh, crimson clover, uh, but usually I dump a lot of leaves on my beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple big trees, so we have plenty of leaves. Uh, and I usually put my compost on at the end of the year. So it has the fall and winter to kind of let the worms do what they do. That's what, I mean, that's exactly what I would, if I was going to probably have a spare yeah. bed, do you know what I mean? It's just a couple of barrel loads of compost, do you know what I mean? Get that on, let it just kind of sink down. But yeah. like, exactly what Steve yeah. says there, it's kind of... You know, get something in it if you can. Do you know what I mean? Hope we'll, we'll kind of have a chat with um, a lot of you. We hope you can get her on next week. Um, we've got loads of questions there now. Then one second, I just Louise is asking: Has has anyone planted out their garlic yet? Not me, Louise. I'm uh, haven't got it yet. Hasn't I? I, can't, I think I've ordered. It. I have ordered, it, but it hasn't come yet. So. JB, you're smiling there. Have you, you haven't yeah, planted your garlic? Oh, I've actually oh, done it for once. Right. I, I, oh, last year, my garlic, it just all went wrong. Um, so this year, what I'm doing is troughs <laughs> in the back garden. Because oh, the right, yes. on, on the plot just ruins it. And I've I've made so many notes to myself, like post-it notes, phone reminders. <laughs> I was like, September, garlic. <laughs> Don't forget. Because um, it's, it's a bit of an unusual time of year, you know, planting something like that it doesn't always it's not quite in my beginner brain yet um and yeah i finally remember to do it i've literally just got some supermarket garlic i've shoved them in um compost and kind of topsoil mixture in some troughs in the back garden there's not many <laughs> um but um me and my fiance are always arguing about <laughs> what we can do in the garden she likes to grow flowers i like to do veg and uh, so far she hasn't noticed the garlic troughs so <laughs> Well, it, wasn't it um, or New or New South Wales? I forget the the website. Um, he grew. I kind of showed you that thing, JB. You know, like garlic in like trees, and the crop was fantastic. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I was yeah, thinking, yeah. bloody hell! Do you know what I mean? So now yeah, was... crossed. It'll just be nice to have something because <laughs> I've never really grown proper garlic. Did just you gotta hope no. that garlic's not been treated with a growth inhibitor. Yeah, it's sprouting. It's it's already got oh, some green sprouting. shoots. That's right. um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Did you hear yeah, about the Did you hear about the lady that ordered nine hundred bulbs of garlic and got it mixed up <laughs> wrong? Well, I was just wondering <laughs> if she's <laughs> she started planting them now, has she? <laughs> yes, I have not started planting any yet, though. What What will you do then, Audrey, with your kind of Detroit temperatures? How do you go about planting garlic? I I'm going to plant. Probably mid October, mid to late October. Right. Although we start getting freezes, our ground is not frozen yet, so I don't want them to grow too much before they really get the bad frosts. So I figure if they have four to five weeks to get some roots down, we're good. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, of, like because because we're live, and I can't remember. But I've ordered the ones that. And not is it softnecks that? Yes, you said you were going with softnecks. Soft yeah, because apparently the bulb up quicker in hardnecks. That's what's wrong apparently with me. It's like the weather, the temperature, or something like that. It's they're not getting fully developed. So I'm going with softnecks. Stephen, when would you plant your garlic? 
next month. Next It'll month. Go in next month, yeah. And that's the elephant garlic and my normal garlic as well. Would you ever do, Steve, because I tell you, I've watched um, Dan, you know, Allotment Diary. Now, he's, oh, yeah, he yeah. plans his, like, late on in, in kind of March, February, March. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Oh, wow. I used to. I used to do that. It's only in recent years. It's only since I started growing um, the elephant garlic that I've, because I was planting elephant garlic anyway, I put my normal garlic in. I just thought it made sense to get it all in in one hit, but... Yeah, I used to plant mine in spring all the time, uh-huh. and I used to start them in modules first. To be honest, get them going in the in the greenhouse as it was then. Uh, get them started in the greenhouse in modules, and then plant them out that way. But well, they were bugger because the birds would pull them out. I've still hmm. still got my elephant garlic that I've that's still drying in the hut. Stephen, I'm not going to plant it again. I'm going to eat it. How will I eat elephant garlic? Just the same as you do normal garlic. But will I get that? Will I get that garlic? Because I've heard it's like a milder flavour, and we kind of love garlic. It is much milder. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I haven't got any here, unfortunately. But um, they're very, very big cloves. I mean, that sort of size on a properly grown elephant Mm -hmm. garlic. They're massive, and you you won't get anywhere near that same flavour as you would from a normal tiny proper garlic bulb but they're a nice mild flavor i mean what we do is we will roast a whole a whole bulb so there might be five massive cloves in there right. roast that with um, with some meat and that'll all get mashed up in the gravy and that's fantastic oh really right. now i never thought Stephen. i never thought of doing that so just roasting it as a bulb because we do throw like say a full clove of garlic in with like say I don't like potatoes and carrots in the oven and roast yeah. that. And that's like, you know, you, you kind of squirt yeah. the kind of... So you can do that that's with... Ah, yeah. right. And then you can kind of use that base as like a gravy mix yeah. as well. Oh, I'm getting hungry. I mean, already. you can either you can either roast the whole bulb in sort of uh, tin foil if you wanted to and do it uh-huh. separately. But we, I just chuck a whole bulb in with, uh, you know, and put the joint fork in there. Since, since you've told us there how to kind of cook it, I might actually plan some more then because that just sounds. I, I was almost like stuck. Well, what do I do with it? I, it's not going to give us a great garlic flavour, but it could give us a great gravy base. I'm guessing, like, yeah. like that you see, of, I mean, you've, you've, got onion, you know what I mean? you've, you've got you've got all the other alliums. You've got all those other things. You know, I was explaining the other week how shallots are a very sort of mild onion flavour, very, very sort of sweet. Then you move on to your white and your brown onions. They're a very sharp onion. Your red onions are quite sweet and quite mellow. Leeks are a little bit more powerful, slightly different taste. You know, and then you've got garlic and then you've got elephant garlic. They're all just slightly different variations on them. So they should all be part of your diet, especially as you like vegetables so much. Mm-hmm. And you'll find uses for them, you know, when you want to change out from your normal garlic to put an elephant garlic into something well you lovely i've lost what i was going to say there it's gone yeah. <laughs> i had a great i had a great idea where it was gone there i can't remember that no, no. <laughs> it'll come back to us it'll come back to us um heating heat just curiosity Stephen, have you got yeah. your heating on in the house at this moment mm-hmm. 
Hang on, we'll check. We've got a radiator behind me. So, now, so have you? Have you? Because I've noticed, like I've seen, it's ten degrees C in your place. There, cock them out there. Have yeah. Have you noticed? Is, is it cold enough at the moment to put the heat on on a night time? Just like cozy, or you're not bothering just yet? It. We've had a couple of nights where we're thinking, you know, we could have put it on tonight, but um, no. We haven't uh-huh. put it on yet. We'll, it will be going on soon because my energy gets a lot colder than me a lot quicker. Because well, with her being immobile as such, you know. Right, so the heat will go on soon. Because I was just wondering, JB, what about you? Are you a, a, a money a money pincher when it comes to heat? Like, have you got your little <laughs> oh, yeah. nest thermostat and you can turn it off at work when it's on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got the, the classic um, the classic argument. You know, the guy is always running a little bit warmer. <laughs> and, you know, Jess is always cold. She's always like, let's put the heating on. Um, but, well, I think we'll be a while yet. We're down south, so it's basically tropical. <laughs> I've seen a few people up north with their wood burners on already. But, well, uh, I, yes, I was going to say, it, yeah, I, haven't, um, I haven't put the wood burner on, but it's getting, it's so close at the moment, JB, like kind of, from us to kind of, but it's my wife who's kind of, seems to be like, thir- you know, she can keep warm where me. Fingers and toes, it's all, oh, it's always, huh? but I was, oh. Now, I know Audrey's, Temperature's starting to get. Are you a good one for the cold, Audrey? Or, or you can do you not like prefer, the cold? I prefer to be a little colder than hotter. Right. So, right. So we'll we'll start playing that game soon, where air goes on one day, heating goes on the next. Mm-hmm. Air goes on one. <laughs> you know, for right now, everything's off. So we are having like a couple days of nothing running, which is um, uh, that's unusual. But yeah, it's. Yeah. It's funny, we've got, like I say, we've got one of them nest things and it's turned off and yet sometimes it turns itself on. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I know. Oh, it's yours. And I'm like thinking... Yeah, we had that. I woke up in the middle of the heat wave. I woke up at 4 a.m. with the heat <laughs> and it on. I was like, so what's going on? Well, it's like, and, you, and it's such oh, yeah. a, like, a kind of... Because you think, oh, I'll be decent, you know, penny thrift and I'm done. No heating, no heating. And then it's on on one of the warmest days. You're thinking, what the... What's going on here? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. Right. Um, I, think, I think we've had this question, but I'll certainly put it up again. One second. Leaks and rust. Can I compost the affected bits and will leaks be okay? Well, I would probably just, I would eat the leak, but I wouldn't, I'd probably just, if I've got a, my philosophy is, if I've got a, a plastic compost bag which i use for like a rubbish bag if it's handy i'll put them in if not well then maybe they'll go in the car i'm not like precious steve what about you i can't bust them all the time but well you can now with your kind of fancy kind of porsche composter you can oh, you can you can you can compost concrete brilliant. <laughs> I thought you might have had that clip all lined up so you can show I know, it. I, I, I was looking for like things on our little thing and I couldn't, I forgot about it, to be honest. Like, the steam is just, when you see steam like that, Steve, there's a little clip, everyone, if everyone's kind of, and it's just steam, when you open the lid, the steam, it's like a brewery, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's the hops, kind of. So, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, so you just compost, you don't even worry about the, the rust, you just compost it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know Audrey, I mean, I've, do- I've got me bad and me bad and good compost heaps. Apart from that hop bin, 
I've got my bad and compost heap, so bad and good ones. So I'd probably put it on the bad one and let it rot down over time. Oh, I'll tell you what, you mentioned to me, Steve, a while ago, and I, I forgot to kind of pull, it, pull you up on it. You say you never turn compost heaps. I never turn them because I'm lazy, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> sometimes I do. Depends right, on right. I am for compost. But... Uh-huh. So you would just... You would just kind of let it just break down over like a longer period, yeah. rather than cold, kind of getting composting, yeah. Uh-huh, and just—I mean, that's kind of basically what I do. Like, but I thought, oh, because I was quite surprised. I thought you would be quite keen on on turning it, making it proper compost. Yeah. Well, be, before I moved the composting, but the two new beds outside my smallest tunnel, they were only created when I knocked down my old composting system, which was a a massive three bay system and it was steel steel you know the corrugated steel it was a really good one uh-huh. i turned it then because i had another bay for it to go in but where where i'm set up at the minute i, I can't really do it um i'd like to and I'll, i will get there i'll make a, another proper area along with the hopping composting that i've already got you, so you- i'll still be doing all methods you know your hot bin one at the moment then? You know when you're seeing it's breaking down? It, when you look in, can you see soil? Or is it still just like a sludgy mess, kind of hot mess? Or Well, it should never be sludgy. But, um, well, I, I haven't got one. Things. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you, you seeing can, inside? I can see the last thing that I put in, basically. Right. Um, but it is, it's sinking at an incredible rate, which tells me that it's working really efficiently. Because um, we all know that most compost heaps will reduce by at least 50%, if not more, over time. <laughs> and I'm throwing a wheelbarrow of material in probably every two days, and that fills it right to the top. And then within two days, it's a good 12, 15 inches down. And that's over a vast area. You know, it's a it's a really big compost heap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, just sounds like a like a dream, to be honest. You know, like composters. I mean, it's like we kind of joke before. It's almost like compost and like gardeners porn, isn't it? You know, like it is, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look at this, oh mother chocolate. I'm gonna keep <laughs> I'm gonna keep on filling it until it doesn't sink anymore. That that's that's how it works for me. I think is just till I can't get any more stuff in. And it's doing that last bit. That's, do they, well, that's do they, how I figure I need to do it. Do they give you? I know we keep talking about compost. Where I had a joke about this at the earlier on, didn't we? About like if anything <laughs> fears and topics, let's talk about compost. But yes, do they give you instructions, Steve, or were you just kind of left to your own devices? How to kind of run it? And what temperature they try and? There is there is instructions. I, I'm not sure instructions came with it. Although I might have mislaid that, right. uh, but they're certainly on their website. There's all kind of compost guides, and they'll um, they'll let you know about the amount of everything to put in and why you put that article in there. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it is all in there, and they've they've even got a good little trick that I noticed, uh, and I'd never heard of this before. To get a compost heap heated and get it started what they do is they take a a gallon plastic container you know one of those big jug things like you get oil in oh yeah fill it with fill it with boiling water and then put it in the middle of your compost heap so you're starting to heat that heat up heap up and then everything comes and takes over i thought that was a really good little 
I should have saved that for the you end. Have, there you go. You've given that <laughs> one already. Oh, hey. <laughs> right. It's like a hot water bottle for your compost. Yeah, bag. pretty much. I thought, what a brilliant idea that is. Tell you what, then, we've just talked about heat. Robin Miller is asking, how low can temperatures drop before you, you, can, before you have, to, have to harvest your butternut squash? Audrey, that's something that you might know, is it? Yeah, I would definitely get them harvested before your first frost. And if a, if a, sorry, Audrey, I was just going to say, if a frost touches, is it, are they gone? I don't know that they would be gone. I think they will just maybe store better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like to make sure they get out of the garden before the frost hits. You... Because the vines will all die at that point. Yes. Uh-huh. So you might as well have harvested it. Because it's not going to grow anymore, for sure. Have you harvested yours? I've harvested some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, yeah. like, when? when is your frost due? Are you going to be on the ball with this? or? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I Now, like this time of the year and in the spring, I am on the weather app all the time. Because I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to miss that. Uh, but yeah, some of them were ready and they've been harvested. Sure, but there's a. I have so many spaghetti squash out there. I need to come up with like a hundred recipes for spaghetti squash. <laughs> I probably have forty. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Off two plants. Off two plants. Now these no. are these are single serving uh, spaghetti squash. So you know how they come so big, and it's like, what am I going to do with all this squash? Uh, they're just like a single serve. So oh, they're really small. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've never grown them before, and they look really cool. Mind, it's like this weather just makes you, like when Steve mentioned there about the kind of the rich gravy, and you know, this kind of comfort food that you like. Yes. And it's like, see, squash is like roasted in the oven there with yeah. a bit of garlic, and oh, just, yes, yeah. man. I'm yeah. Bloody hungry. Oh, man. <laughs> we don't need a chef on board. It's just terrible for us. Right. Um, let's have a look there. We'll ask one more question and we'll jump to one of my topics there. CPU things. My wife wants to know when do you sow sweet peas in the green? I guess in the greenhouse. This is for next year. Steve, yeah. sweet peas. You're a bit of a sweet pea warrior. Yep. So now. Now right. is a brilliant time to sow them. Sow them now, and you can sow them every month, really, uh, all the way through until next year. Um, if the weather's too cold, just sow them on a windowsill. But, yeah, get them growing, get them growing, get them up to, well, the first leaf's up is the seed leaf. Three leaves after that, pinch them out, and then they'll start to bush out. So, What's the yeah. benefit of growing them now over, like, starting them in the spring when there's a, a warmer Bigger. temperature? Bigger, stronger plants. Right. That's that's exactly it. So you know yeah. the, the ones you're seeing, because you're always seeing like garden centers, you, you see like trays of like sweet peas where they're in like one plant pot, you've got about 10 plants. Have they just yeah. been sown that kind of, th- that year? Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. More than likely, yeah. So that's why you, if you look at the at the base of the stalks of the plant, you might think it's it's one healthy bushy little plant, but you look there and there'll be about ten seeds in every mm. in every module. Uh, and they're all separate plants. And if you're frugal, and I've done this before, you can separate them out very carefully and uh, make individual plants, hundreds of them. So you know you know your big pergola kind of frame. 
My sweet pea frame. Yes, the sweet pea yeah. frame. That, them sweet peas. Them sweet peas. <laughs> I, I mean, it's live. I've got it. I'm pulling. I'm, I'm juggling here, you know. I'm juggling here. <laughs> <laughs> were they last year's? Were they like a healthy plant? Each one like a, a healthy plant from like the sown like the year before? No, they were sown um, early in early this year. I'm not too sure when I sowed them. Probably around March, I would say. Because you've got a, like a fantastic remember. crop from them, you know what I mean? So oh, they were they were unreal this year. Uh-huh. But I mean, if you sow them now, I mean, I could go and I might, I might actually go and sow some tomorrow in the next couple of days. Um, they will flower a lot earlier next year, and then the idea is if you've got like a, I could cover my frame with them for next spring and have them sort of flowering by the end of June. But if I sow some in spring next year, as those early flowering sweet peas finish, my my later sown ones Uh will take over. So you get a bigger Mm. season of flowers. JB, I know you were saying your your wife's a flower. Are you um, into flowers? Sweet, yeah, I did. Well, I'm kind of, we're getting better. We're kind of learning together a little bit. You know, I spent the first few years just focused on veg and learning <laughs> nothing but like veg stuff. Um, still learning lots. I was going to say, you, you, no you, you, know. you sometimes need to go back through that manual, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got our sweet peas sown um, in the conservatory already. Hey, you, um, you are on so, the ball this year. Yeah, you're trying to get a little yeah. bit of a head start. Wow. We um, One of the ones Good that we man. did early. Um, this year with hollyhocks, not realizing how big they were going to get. So we um, we put some out in the raised bed, and they just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. And they didn't even flower. They don't flower until the next year, right? The biennials, um, yeah. Yeah, so, well, yeah, we've just had to pull one of those out because it literally took over, like, a third of the race. Well, it's funny, you know, JB, exactly what Steve told me, because I says, oh, Steve, I'm going for colour this year. I've I've done sunflowers, but I'm going to do some Cosmo. And Steve straight away went, mm. mind you, they grew up to your waist. And I was like, eh, eh? <laughs> and sure enough, some of them bloody Cosmo, you know, it's like they're almost yeah. like a little bush. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like the amount of profusion of colours... But you've got to have the space, do you know what I mean? And it kind of almost like smothered two beds, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've had cosmos yeah, yeah. to over six foot in my back garden here. Uh-huh. Over, oh, over six foot. I love them, mind you. They're, they're a kind of, they're, I, I love the plant, do you know what I mean? And I yeah. kind of got, I got some great like flowers from it and I'll I'll grow them next year. Oh, they're stunning. Stunning, they really are. Just That's... deadhead them and they'll keep flowering. They're brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't got... deadhead, Steve, but I, they're still kind of kept on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A profusion of colour. Do you know what I mean? When you get you just get the... ton... If you deadhead them eh, once uh, once every two or three days, just go and nip them off, just go and break off the dead or over flowers, mm-hmm. and you just get so many flowers. You can almost sometimes never even see the green foliage. JB, imagine the, imagine the B-roll footage you could get all them flowers. <laughs> yes. Slow motion, 60 frames a second, man. Mother That's it. That. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look then. What else we got? Um, silly things you've done in your garden. So I went up the garden. This is, and I took a little quick video on that. And I never actually got it up on here. But I went up the other day and... Just went to kind of have a little look, get a little bit of therapy in the in the poly. I was only going to stay for half an hour. It started to pour down. I was with the dog. Started to pour down. So I decided 
to get the hose pipe out and hose me paths in the pouring rain, right? Well, I started off in the polytunnel. <laughs> So I was kind of in the polytunnel dry. But you know when things just take over and I'm like, well, I might as well, you know what I mean, go outside. So in the pouring rain, I'm cleaning, like, footpaths, you know, like hosing everything down, getting it nice, because it's been a bit messy, mine. So I'm just wondering, has anybody done any anything more dafter than that? Or do you do stupid things in the garden where you... Is anybody... Stephen, have you done anything that's been a bit... You're like, what the point? Of, you know what I mean? What's the point of that? Yeah. I have actually, and it was it was last year. I was hoeing in the main polytunnel, and I managed to knock two trays of seedlings off me hanging shelf with the back back end of the hoe. <laughs> I was hoeing away there, and I thought, "What was that?" And I look round, and there's two two flats of seedlings, and it wasn't like um, a tray of forty little plants. It was two flats with ten varieties in each. Of so there was like. I don't know, 20, 25 varieties of plants just in a pile there. And I guess, I guess so that was very silly. I guess that they've just gone as well wrecked, was it? Yeah, well, I mean, once they hit the floor and they've broken apart, you don't know which one's what. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, you could plant them on and try and guess later, but no, just chuck them and start again and call myself <laughs> lots, of, <laughs> lots of silly things. <laughs> GB, have you done anything? Have you done anything a little bit yeah, daft? The, the first one that comes to mind is um, when I was in. We had a little patio garden, at one of our older houses, and that um, <laughs> time I was still pretty early into growing chilies, and I had one of those tiny little um, kind of freestanding greenhouses, you know, with the, the nice shelves, <laughs> and um, had all my seedlings going on there. I was <laughs> really happy with them. And uh, I just didn't realise their aerodynamic qualities <laughs> came out one day and it got halfway across the garden. Every oh, chilli seedling was just like oh, dead. Nightmare. <laughs> it's just like all the labels were like gone. Yeah. It's just absolute chaos. Um, that it's was just gutting, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. absolutely, I mean, the bottom falls out of your stomach when that happens. Oh, I know. Really yeah. Mine are still mine. Sounds the daft. Yours are accidents that are kind of you know what I mean upsetting. <laughs> mine, I'm just standing in the pouring rain with a hose pipe there. Audrey, what about you, girl? Are you um, anything daft? I think mine is very similar to JB's. Uh, it happened this spring, and didn't wait down the bottom of my little temporary greenhouse enough, and we had some very strong winds, and that sucker took off. And it took off so far that it was completely destroyed. Oh, so, man. Yeah, and then again, accident, however, kind of silly that I didn't put a few, like, nice big patio stones at the bottom mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't do that. <laughs> but those things weigh nothing. So I mean, it's strong. Yeah. It's kind of those things, because I've got, like, the odd net one, and I had it, like, over brassicas. Now, that used to tumble. And every time I never learned, but I was thinking, you know, if it just tumbles into the into the polytunnel and rips the the bloody polytunnel, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. JB, what are you laughing at? I'm going to see you've yeah, got I something. <laughs> I think one of the stupidest things I did, right? So I was setting up the water butts to collect water from the greenhouse, and I spent ages, and I did so many things wrong. Um, and the first one was. Um, <laughs> 
you know they, gone. the water butts quite often they have like a little a little kind of circle that you can drill out to put a yes pipe in or something like that and i, I hadn't I kind of knew it was there, but just didn't think about it. <laughs> like, so I cut this like massive V notch into the top of it with like a hacksaw, <laughs> like just cutting oh. into the plastic and spent ages trying to figure out how to do it all. And then once I'd finished doing that all, I was like, I could have just drilled, <laughs> just drilled into the hole. And then on top of that, I put it, um, I didn't check the angle of the greenhouse. So I spent ages oh. like getting it all plumbed in to the back of the greenhouse. And then when it rained, all the way down. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like brilliant. Oh, I'm really glad I did all that. Oh, oh so good. Yummy. Oh. Man. Well, I think that's uh... We've all been geniuses there. Hey. <laughs> um, right, here we go. Sensible now. Come on, gardening questions. Wayne's asking, what causes carrot blight? As I think it's wiped out. Oh, never. All these carrots that were set for winter harvest. Oh, Wayne, that's good. Anybody carrot blight? Anybody know? It's not something that I've kind of... I get, you I've know, not like, heard of it, to be honest. Uh-huh. No, me neither. I mean, I know about the kind of the carrot root fly and all that, but I've been looking yeah, this year. Yeah. I've netted, yeah, you know, I've very heard. early on. But I wonder if it is, Wayne. I wonder if it is blight, or I've never heard. It does exist. Apparently. All right, right. A, f- a fungal pathogen. Read it out there, JB. I'm going to just put. <laughs> it seems like a US based site, but carrot leaf blights are caused by two fungal pathogens. There's some Latin names there, um, and a bacterial <laughs> pathogen as well. Um, any combination of the three may occur in a field. Proper identification is important for employing the proper management strategies. Oh, there we go. Nice, yeah. right. It's a new one to me, mate. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I yeah, think, uh, I think it must be a more uncommon one. Sorry about that. We, I can't help you. <laughs> um, Tony, can I, can I change my silliest thing in the garden? Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all starting to come out now, isn't it? Yeah, not the garlic order. over. <laughs> But I planted uh, 50 plants upside down. Oh, we, yes. I forgot that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that one. The 50 yeah. plants upside down and the, the yeah. 900 bulbs of garlic. Audrey, yeah. I, think, I think you actually get, you know what I mean, another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like a moment of. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, that. I think that's, I forgot all about that, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I think you take the crown. <laughs> I did too. I think we try to suppress our stupidest moments, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one I did earlier this year on one of, one of my flower beds at the allotments. I saw a load of seedlings come up and they were coming up around this plant I've got called Achillea. And I thought, oh, they're Achillea seedlings. So very carefully dug them all out and I had <laughs> 60 of them. And I was going to either plant them, take them home, or give them away. It was two months later I realised they were weeds. Oh, <laughs> well, you'd been you'd been nurturing them, but <laughs> yeah, they're on the hanging shelf in the in the polytunnel. I've been looking after them, growing these things. I was getting ready. It was when I came to repot them. I thought these look like blinking weeds to me. And, and they were definitely yeah. weeds, though, Steve. Were they? They were definitely weeds. Yeah, they were definitely <laughs> weeds. Man, I'm we. And my button's getting worn out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> my buttons are getting worn out there, kind of thing. Wow, man. That must be... You must feel a bit of a... 
dick when that happens. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say Twitter. <laughs> this Twitter. is this is the potty mouth. You know what I mean? Kind of every now and again, where um, I tell you what, you just, you just you just take advantage of situations like that. You just as soon as you see a proliferation of seedlings. Uh, around a plant like that, you just automatically assume because pretty much yeah. when only two seed leaves come up, you you can't really tell what it is. Mm. And it just so happened that the foliage on these little seedlings, they were feathery and, you know, they looked like Achillea. Um, so I thought, oh, they must be. And I, at that point, that had convinced me that they were right. And that's when I potted them on. And it was only later when they were sort of, I don't know, three or four inches tall, I realised, hang on a minute, these are weeds. <laughs> well, I, um, if, if we're kind of, if we're, if we're offloading here, then uh, I've, had <laughs> I've had dandelion leaves think, in the garden thinking they were like, Rocket, lettuce. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? <laughs> really get that to thinking. And I, I didn't deliberately think I'm going to grow that as rocket. I just kind of thought, oh, there's a bit of rocket there, wild, you know, like kind of volunteer rocket, but it, no, it wasn't. I tell you what, then, we'll, I had a day. The other day, I was doing a load of work, and I just... Has anyone come across this, and if any advice for anybody else? And I just lost my mojo. And I kind of got right. I was... And I don't know, I had, like, this day set. I had a day set. And I think this is, for me, this is one of the main problems with it. I had a day set. I had... The, the, my good wife was out. You've got the full day, Tony. You can go. You can do it. You can do this. I got there, and I think the reason was, because I was wanting to clean out the polytunnel... And then get me plants in, and I started a video and that, and I just couldn't be bothered with the video, which is not like me. And then the more and more I was just getting myself like, I can't be bothered. You know what I mean? And I really could. And I think I spent all my energy harvesting more tomatoes before I could get into what I classed as the good stuff was like getting it tidied and getting it planted. And I just kind of I thought, do you know what? I'm going to. And I just walked away from it. And it's like, there's a couple of times that's happened to me, and I was just wondering. Does it happen to anybody else where you just kind of, you're all geared up for it, but there's just, there's something there and I just think, ah, oh, I'm just cool. And I went home, I had a pizza and I watched two episodes of the Star Wars film, you know what I mean? And I was thinking, <laughs> I, I could, and I was thinking, what a, a total waste. I've had shit and I've just, and, and I wasn't too happy with the bloody Andor as well, do you know what I mean? I thought that was dragging on like disabled snail. So anybody else have just like, a day where you just think, ah, yeah. walk away from it. Steve, tell us about it. I'm guessing quite often, and probably once a month, I would say. But the best thing I do there to alleviate that is to break everything down into jobs. So rather than going into your polytunnel and clearing out, go in, brush the floor, and then do a little bit of raking. Take one plant out and tidy that area. Break everything down into a small job. Know what you're doing before you start, and then you've started and finished a job, and then you can move on to the next one. I, well, I think that's, that's brilliant, brilliant for getting you going. Uh, I think that was for me because I wanted to kind of the idea was to do this planting, but I think the tomatoes kind of I was like, oh right, I'll have to pick all these kind of things. So does do you get that, Steve? Then do you that kind of ah oh, oh, yeah. giving it up? Yeah, I've had a, I've had one day last week like that just. 
got down there, couldn't be bothered, so I went back home and did some research on something else that I was thinking of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went out into the garden at home and did some stuff there. So I still filled me day. Um, but I'd, I'd already done a couple of jobs at the allotments anyway, so I was quite happy. But definitely break break those big tasks down into smaller jobs. Mm-hmm. And once you started a small job and finished it, you'll get that reward in your mind that you've started and finished a job. There you go. There you go. Audrey, do you ever have just days where you start and you think, ah, oh, you know what, I'm not going to bother? Yeah, and I just do something else. Mm-hmm. Does it? <laughs> does it get? Does I, it get? Does it get to you though? Well, sure. It makes me go, okay, I'm not doing what I had planned for today, but I will do something else, even if that means I, I'm going to go uh, do something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's in my own head. Because mm-hmm. as you were describing your day, I thought, man, you're, you were in your head. Uh, and some days we just need to be there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Eat a pizza and watch two stupid shows. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the human condition, kind of. Like, you yeah, just need yeah, to yeah. do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, or there's a day you wake up and I'm like, I'm already on my own nerves. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, everything is not going the way I wanted. And then I have to look back at myself and go, well, you're the common denominator here. So chill out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I try to do something that lets me do that. And sometimes that means going into the garden. And sometimes that means playing some stupid video games on my phone. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just think it all gets done. Mm-hmm. It just so doesn't wise. always get done the way we want it to. Wise words, Audrey. There, GB. Have you had? I'm guessing you get do we <laughs> get a few? You know, oh, bloody hell! Do you get days though yeah, where you yeah, just kind of because I know sometimes your your time is kind of you're hard sometimes to find the time to get up the allotment just with kind of yeah. life throws at you. So, do you ever find a time where you're like, I've got a day, and you get there and you think, you know, it's just not working. All the time, like absolutely <laughs> all the time. Um, I completely relate to what. Audrey is saying about, you know, just the human condition. You can't be at a hundred percent all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the, some of the days I have that are the most tricky on the plot are ones where, like you say, you have a set objective in mind. They can be some of the hardest videos to make sometimes. And um, I find that the most freeing and the thing that I get the most enjoyment out of is normally taking everything up there and not really having a plan and just making it up on the day. Um, because you don't kind of have expectations that you've set yourself or anything that could, it, it can't really go wrong that way. And that's kind of, I think that's how I deal with, um, you know, it's, it's a, a mechanism to not end up in your own head and not end up worrying about all these things. You, you kind of, I've spoken about this in a bit, a bit in videos, but, um, you, when it comes to growing, you just take everything as a win. <laughs> like I just, you know, I've got some apples. It's not the best apple harvest this year, but some apples. That's brilliant. Well, like I was, I was walking home eating an apple the other day. Just yes. Hey, look there you go. Um, I was just eating the apple, thinking, "God, this is incredible! Like, I can't believe this came from a tree on the allotment." You know, like, <laughs> really stupid, but it's just like it's the little things, you know. And and when you have a day that's just it's all gone wrong. You're not being able to do what you want to do. Um, I just kind of, I just try and focus on the smallest, you know, positive things. Like, wow, I actually made 
breakfast. I like cooked myself breakfast this morning, like pat on the back, well done. Or like, you know, I had a shower. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, you're, you're almost a productive member of society. You know I mean? um, it's just that kind of focusing on positive and that, that carries out, like carries across into, I think a lot of my ethos in the garden and certainly in my videos, I think as well. Well, there you go. I hope yeah. someone, you know, folks are kind of taking a little bit of, because it, like you say, if it's happened to Audrey and JB and Steve, it happens to everybody. So hopefully mm. we're good there. Um, just take some time. Like I say, I just kind of walk away and just had pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've got, um, while we're on, Stephen, I forgot to mention this. Last week you showed me a picture. I don't know if folks can see it there. This picture there, I just think. Is it McNulty's are trying to sell these Decker on Irish wood for sale? This is Apparently so. Man, what? It's basically peace, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What? Um, just decorative. That's the kind of word that kind of gets me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what's going on there, man? Steve, tell us about this. Is is this somewhere near you? Is it? No, no, no. That's in Ireland. Um, oh, so that what? Oh, I thought that was a. I thought that was a. You just passed that shop, right? No, no, no. no that was not my picture. I mean, I got it off social media. Right. I, I've looked into it, and uh, as far as I can see, it, it is true. I couldn't find anything, you know, where somebody's <laughs> just doing it as a wind up. It, it, it is apparently true. I think. The Irish people are just hitting back because the peat trade is going to be going away from Ireland and it's yes. one of their top earners. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I think oh, that's what they're doing. I thought it was like a garage near you and it's just, you know, like diversification, just trying to kind of, <laughs> what can I sell? What Mud. I'll sell some bloody mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant though, isn't it? Audrey, while, you, while we're on with like pictures and everything like that, now you sowed probably a few months ago though some celeriac. Now, yeah. I've just turned a picture of mine. Mine, again, I don't know. Is, is yours looking like that, or is yours looking a lot healthier than oh, that? Mine looks so good. I wish I had a picture ah, that I could send you. Yeah. No, I will, though. I mean, they are, the bulbs are beautiful. See, again. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I've fed yeah. mine. I've watered them even through the, the kind of drought and everything like that, but... They still seem now. Now, doesn't Daisy lay on that bed? Well, mm-hmm. no, she's all right at the moment. No, because she hasn't been blessed. She hasn't been up for. But okay, no, no. So that's just left. And Steve, I know you're a celeriac guy. Is is yours like that by any chance, or is yours bigger than? Oh man! See? <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously think I think. What's the bloody point? Strong, yeah, what is the bloody point? I seriously think you've got some issue with no, the that, feed I've had, levels in your soil. Well, I know you can, I can get... I mean, that bed produced two years ago, like, the best chard I've ever had. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. just like... It's not a grow chard. Yeah, chard goes but, deep as well. Uh-huh. I mean, chard is like... It's hard to kill chard. Well, I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I've got six plants out there that just won't stop. And I'm like, I don't really need six plants of chard. It's just, celeriac seems to be like, I think I just hit lucky once and I'm just thinking, "Eh?" when, Steve, when should you harvest celeriac? So I know how long I've got before 
Oh, you can you can leave it in right through the winter if you want. Oh, right, mean, right. One thing I picked up a tip last year, and I can't remember who it was from, but my celeriac, what I'm going to be doing with it is I'm going to be digging it up and moving it into the polytunnel. You can do that as long as you leave it a big enough root ball around the plants. Right, you right. You can put it in your polytunnel over winter. I did this last year, and your bulbs will grow a little bit bigger. Mine were late yeah. starting this year. They're bigger plants than yours, but... I haven't got any bulbs to speak of on, on them this year. You it's haven't got bulbs, some right? Right. Bulbs, no, not really. The tiny, tiny little golf ball things. You know, that's about. No, that's it. probably what mine are. But it's funny when you say that. You know, just changing the subject surely. Remember your banana shallots, and you said you weren't too sure if there were banana shallots that they were so big and everything like that. Yeah. Well, when I did that video of mine with the banana, I had loads of people say, like the seeds wrong do you know what I mean the seeds are like you haven't grown yeah. so I wonder you know just, I just remember that maybe that was that thing I forgot to be um, <laughs> what I forgot before but I don't know if the were banana shallots because didn't uh, they, look, they looked like it it just hadn't grown very well I mean again I hate to say it but I, I do think there is something going on in your soil that's either not got and I hate to say it, it's probably that wood chip you put in well, you see, now, I know for a fact, though, that bed hadn't... The wood chip was only put in on the top on about four beds near the polytunnel, four or five beds near the polytunnel. So well, it went in your compost, didn't it? Oh, I, it mixed in, you know what I mean, kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It's in so there. I, the thing is with wood chip, it, wood chip uses nitrogen to break down, mm-hmm. and it will suck the nitrogen yeah. right out of it. And it just leaves you with an, an imbalanced mix. And, and I think, you know, if you ever get that soil test done, if you ever go and get one done, I think you'll probably find that some of your levels are right down. Uh-huh. Maybe interesting I to do that. that. There is something amiss because the, there's crops that I know that you've grown well before in the past that have struggled. But areas like your polytunnel where you're growing in compost, everything was shooting away wonderfully you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the beds outside you've i wouldn't say you've struggled but it hasn't been uh but that, then, that clarity the, you've had the last couple of years but just oh, just like devil's advocate the bed next to it and the one next to that which have been near the same there where i had the, the cauliflower that's where i had the, the calabrese and i've had kraken do you know what I mean yeah so I, I, I sometimes think with celeriac's a bit of a a fickle thing to grow. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know. Kind of pity we couldn't have a poll on this. You know what I mean? Like get people to vote. <laughs> is celeriac a fickle plant? Listen, it we just, are. It just needs. It just needs rich soil and lots of moisture. That's mm-hmm. celeriac. Well, That's I've tried the moisture. I've, I've, you know what I mean. I've kind of tried there, and like I say, we've had some bloody hell of rains late of late as well. Listen, we are running out of time over the hour. <laughs> Tips of the week. I'll start with Stephen. Can I have your tip of the week, sir? Right. If you're going to be working over the winter, you'll around your plots or garden, there will be little problem areas that you'll think, oh, we'll sort them out when the season's gone. Now is a good time to get out there and photograph it because once winter comes around, all your foliage has died back it can be difficult to identify the areas that you need to work on. So it's a good idea now to go and photograph your garden all the way around so that later on you can identify 
any areas that you need to address. And you've also got a record as well then of your garden at this time of the year as well. So get your camera out. Right, right. Audrey, I'm coming to you there now with your tip of the week. Okay, this is one I struggled with this week. Uh, and Because I had my gardening gloves on, and sometimes I think that gives me complete protection. But I'd forgotten that I used to score under my fingernails. I used to score it across a soap, bar of soap, mm-hmm. so that I didn't look like I had... Uh, gardener fingers all the time. <gasps> so I'm just going to, that's my tip this week. That, hey, hey, that is a little tip. There. That, that is wonderful. When you're scrubbing your nails, then there's already soap there and it protects your nails from, you know how they stain. <laughs> oh, oh, that certainly do, love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want that little opening. Oh, so, no. yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> we get tips all for the ladies here and some men. JB, you nice nails too, Mister. So yes, yes. <laughs> Who was it in a beauty department this morning? <laughs> yes, we're not talking about yeah. that. <clears throat> just get a little, yeah. little, little facial. You know what I mean? Just to kind of you know, spruce well, up. Wasn't that what Steve does when he opens his hot compost bin? Oh, I know. He's, he stares, <laughs> he stares <laughs> just looking at. He's rubbing his legs and just looking into. Oh. <laughs> JB, right. JB, have we got a tip well, of the week, sir? Yeah, so um, we were talking about about white rot earlier, um, and you know it's coming into the time of year to be planting garlic. And if you suffer from onion white rot, yes, uh, or garlic white rot, um, like Tony and I, and many other people on YouTube, actually, I think it might be a bit more common than people let on. But anyway, a good way to get around that, if you still want to grow garlic apart from doing it in containers, which may or may not work, I'll come back to you on that, um, is growing elephant garlic because elephant garlic is, it's more closely remem- uh, it's more closely related to members of the leek family. It's closer related to uh, leeks than onions and garlic itself. And generally speaking, it is extremely resistant to white rot. So uh, last year when all of my garlic failed, <laughs> pretty much, uh, probably 80% of it, um, all failed but all of the elephant garlic was completely fine and now you've had a brilliant tip from steve on how to cook it so. i know well it's it's <laughs> that has that has rejuvenated me with like kind of elephant garlic you know because i didn't know what to do with it i was thinking and it's there now but i'm gonna bring that down so that's a that is a good tip jb because like you say both me and you suffer mike mm-hmm. etiquette there i should be near the mic we both suffer from you know the bloody white rot, and it's so frustrating because yeah. like your onions look lovely, and then you pull them, and it's yeah. just like a black mush underneath. And you think, mm. yeah, bugger. Anyway, that is today's show wrapped up and took the bed. Stephen, thank you so much. JB, Hi, thank you're very you. welcome. Thank you so much indeed. And Audrey, always a pleasure. You three, never a chore. Everybody in the house, thank you very much for joining us live. Questions have been fantastic. Again, we haven't getting all of them, but do pop over to the Discord, put them in there. I'm sure folks will, will help you in there. Join the podcast and listen to this show again at your pleasure, in the bath, in bed, anywhere you like. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, steady, Audrey. Take care. Bye. <laughs>